Welcome to this week's Two Average Ordinary Guys. How's it going, Scott? It is fantastic. All right. So we have uh, we have some super special guests tonight. Who are they? Um, our wives. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. Hi, honey. We'd like Hi. to Hi. welcome uh, my, my wife, Amy, and, and, and my wife, Faye. So I think we're going to play... Great we're, to be here. Good to have you guys. We're going to play a little game, start off uh, very fun this evening. You guys are our only two listeners, so you know the game that we'll probably play. <laughs> we know it well. Yes, it's called the Misery Index, and how we're going to play, you guys are going to play head-to-head, and uh, I'll read you a card. You give me from 1 to 100 of the Misery Index. You know how that works, yes? Yes, Sure. Okay, so we'll start off the first one. We can have uh, we'll have Faye answer first for the first card. Amy answer first for the second card, and okay. just kind of flip back and forth. Like that. That's that sounds good. This one is um, of the age that we live in right now. This is uh, uh what where would you place uh, this for Amy? This is I think we start with your wife. So okay, we we'll start yeah. with yeah. Faye. Yeah. Faye, here we go. You're okay. ta- you're tasered. Oh God. Tasered. Yeah. How how miserable is that? Emotionally, <laughs> physically. What was the third one? It's the long, long ongoing oh, the ongoing trauma. effect. Yeah, the ongoing trauma. What do you think, Faye? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just trying to think of a scenario which I would be tasered. Oh, I can think um, of plenty. Yeah. Imagine like <laughs> Scott did something, but you get the blame. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. Like Scott said something really snarky to the cop, but he thought it was from you instead of Scott because he said it under his breath. Like so, I made a really bad joke. Right, exactly. Like maybe about like Chris Benoit or something. <laughs> yeah. Stop it right now. <laughs> um, so I I definitely have known people who have been tasered before and I've asked. Okay. Um, long-lasting effects. I feel like it's not long-lasting. I feel like it can't like the pain can't last that long. Yeah. You've never been. It tased. definitely sucks. But I, I mean, would, go with like a, would you think about it like five years from now? That's the, that's the thing. What are you, would you still think about how awful that experience was five years from now? Hmm. Probably wouldn't mentally affect me that much. I'm going to go with like a, I'm gonna go with like 39. Okay. Percent. All right. Interesting. All right, Amy, you're up. See, I've never known anybody who has been tased before. And I have no idea what it would feel like. I've just seen it on like TV shows, like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't know. Like it doesn't. It kind of almost seems funny, although I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, next week on uh, Two Average Ordinary Guys, we tase Amy. <laughs> Hell, I, I want to be in on that one. Uh, I'm sorry, I, honey. I would say like like a thirty, maybe. Because I don't think it would have any long-term effects on me either. It would just be like that really horrible thing that happened five years ago, you know? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Be like a dinner a dinner conversation after a little while. Yeah. It'd be fun. Been kind of like some dinner conversations I've had with people. Well, that, that, <laughs> uh, that point goes to Amy. It was 27.5. All right. Cool. Good job, you Dinner. guys. But you both went over. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, kick this up a notch here, though, and just uh, a rattlesnake to bite your genitals. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, oh gosh! 
Yeah. So you're we're, we're camping, you know. You know, we're camping. This is for Amy too, right? Rattlesnakes are poisonous, right? Yeah, exactly. Like and you're like, you're like, you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, that. man, I gotta go pee. So you go out to go pee at like two a.m. Oh. in the morning in the woods, and blammo, rattlesnake bites your genitals. Yeah, I would. I think it'd be harder for a well, a guy if he was going maybe number two, it would be. Easy. Yeah, that could but, happen. But more, yeah. we can stand and get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be more like a boa constrictor coming down from the tree for us. That's right. So what do you think, Amy? Where, where, where do you stand on oh rattlesnake bites your well, genitals? I don't play with snakes. I would freak out. Um, and I don't know. I think that'd be pretty bad. I think that might be worse than being tased. I feel like you could also like die, die from it. It's possible, depending on where we were camping. That's right. Um. And if we were camping, then I'd be in the middle of nowhere to, and I wouldn't be able to get help, mm-hmm. right? Yep, <laughs> that's true. So I would give it like a 60, 60. I'll go with 60. 60, wow. okay. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Faye, how Faye, bad is this? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't like snakes or bugs. It's like my mm-hmm. two um, things. I wouldn't be out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't can't. I'm not the can't camping uh, type person. Um, I don't really like to rough it. But if this scenario happened, I, I, I'd have to factor in like the humiliation. Like if I did get help, mm-hmm. the fact that I yeah. mean, yeah, you gotta so, sh- yeah. show your cha cha or whatever. So would you suck the venom out, Scott? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Gladly, I Jonathan. I really do. <laughs> I'm gonna put it higher. I'm gonna put it at like a like a 75. Wow, you guys are really like downplaying this. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. I mean, it's bad. It is bad. I agree. Well, uh, uh, Faye gets the point on this one. We got a tie game here. It's 93.5. It was very wow. high, almost 100. And I, on I, the I, index. I would agree with that. I, it would be awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. This is not. And for us, if we're if we're not around a woman that would be I mean, guy, <laughs> I'm sorry buddy, I'm reading you your last yeah, rites and like, just holding you. Right? I don't know. Would you would you help? Would you help me? I would out? hold you and say prayers. You... <laughs> and that's a... <laughs> oh, If I had some zip ties in the car, we could try so, that. Honestly, my life's on the line. <laughs> you you wouldn't help me out. I would try to call somebody to help no, you. Nobody's coming, Johnny. I'm sorry. Nobody's coming. I'm sorry. That's I, it? I, I, yeah. Oh my I, god. I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't expect it from you. <laughs> I would do it gladly for you, mister. <laughs> okay, well, uh, John and I are through after the show, and uh, we're going to move on for our next card. And, uh, Faye, this goes back to you. This is uh, an interesting one. Uh, incurable hiccups. Oh. You just can't get rid of them. Like for forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Like my normal hiccups, because those kind of slightly hurt. Yeah, like well, I mean, a, I guess it would be like your normal one. I don't think it's a new, new, new brand of hiccups. It's the new, it's the new COVID hiccup. <laughs> what do you think? Though, it would be the a, worst. That would be like, that would be up there for me. I'm gonna put that at like a. I'm, I'm gonna put that at like a 65. Hmm. This is for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. 
Yeah, I just think there's things that could be worse. There are. Like getting bitten your junk by a rattlesnake. Yes. True. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it at like, just to be safe, at like a 65, but maybe, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep it there. Okay. I'm going to turn it over to you, Amy. You got incurable right. hiccups. Well, I've had the hiccups really bad and for a while, and I sounded like a squealing pig. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. bad, and it was like funny too, because I was laughing at myself and hiccuping. Yeah, and then I couldn't breathe, and Made I was hiccuping and in. sound yeah. like a pig. So it was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, How long did you have them? For a good, good that's while, a good, like, like, probably like six or seven hours. Six or seven hours? Yeah. She like there's different remedies. Yeah. But I, like there's one that works for me 100 percent of the what time. What is it? drinking water without taking a breath so you you like you 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 know a lot of times when you drink you're breathing in you got to cognizantly say i'm not going to breathe while i'm taking a drink of water Mm -hmm. and i'm going to drink for like maybe 10 seconds or 12 seconds holding my breath 100 percent works every time on me but there's Mm -hmm. like the old wives tale where you like like stick the hand under the rib to kind of push the lung in or whatever i think you tried that i did try that on you and it did not like it (laughs) so we tried all these different things for you they didn't work for you yeah and it and it just made her I guess the uh the thing about it is is you're supposed to change your breathing so it's not um rhythmic. Right. Well that's what the water does. Right. It breaks right. it up. But you could do oh. it just you can mm-hmm. right. you know, do this whole breathing thing. But where would you put that on the scale there, Amy? If I had to do it for the rest of my life, seeing that I've done it for a while, I would probably rate it at like like a 95 or a hundred. I don't know. Like okay. I'll go 95 because right. I'm sure there's worse stuff. So do you think awful. that this would be worse than getting bit by a rattlesnake? I think so. Okay. For the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. I agree. Hiccups yeah, for the rest of your life is definitely worse than being bit by a rattlesnake. Because you would recover. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would <laughs> to take me the, anyway. <laughs> I'd take the bite too. I would, would take the bite. Yeah. I hate well, Unless I, would, I was around you. I would take the taking hiccups if it's us camping that's right Right. (laughs) Faye you were saying I I just I would rather the the hiccups I think for the rest of your life then get bit by a rattlesnake I think so wow Amy gets the point Amy if I had the hiccups for the rest of my life Amy you get the point yeah it was 88 it's 88 on the Richter scale yeah on the Richter scale so number uh Number four here. This is number four. We got Amy's ahead by one. You can tie this up, Faye, and go to a tiebreaker. But so here's the thing, Faye. You have to smell like a fart for the rest no, of your life. You smell a fart, right? <laughs> no, you have to smell like a fart. Oh, it's like a fart. I thought you said smell farts for the rest of your life. <laughs> no. Smell like a fart? Yeah, you have to smell like a fart for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So what would just, you even do? What would you even do? I would put this like at like a a, a ninety. Ninety. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't particularly like the thought of of people talking about me smelling. Um. So it had a long impact on. I mean, my anything social. Um, I wouldn't want to go anywhere smelling like a fart. Um, yeah, would you yeah. go, Faye? Would you go anywhere? Could I get you to go anywhere smelling like a fart? No, 
And I'd have to, you'd always have to say, honey, do I smell like a fart? And I'd have to always say, no, no, honey, you don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would put it up there for that reason. Wow. Well, I, I, obviously, Amy can roll with these fart punches a lot better because <laughs> okay. she's scoffing at the 90. Okay. That's so funny. Okay, so I, uh, I don't have a great sense of smell. Like, it comes and it goes. And... So it wouldn't probably bother me as much as normal people. It's going to bother all the normal people around you. <laughs> like your husband. Um, I think he'd get over it. You think he I would? Think he thinks I'm pretty hot, so he'd get over it. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Cosmetic surgery, re- removing my sense of smell. <laughs> we just Febreze my whole self. <laughs> okay. It'd be fine. I have to put Vicks Vapor Rub on my upper lip. <laughs> so, like, how bad is the felt? The fart smell, well, though. Eve, like, is it like your own pungent, farts, like, like really bad. Your or own farts smell bad, like right? A hint of fart. I think it would be kind of the kind of fart where people know something's wrong. Yeah, but they're not quite sure. Where you I know it's think, not sulfur. Yeah, you know it's a fart. I also think it'd be funny to like, like, go out in public with John, and then you know people would She's be like, "What's this. that smell?" and I. I'd say, oh, it's him. Sorry. Yeah, so you blame me. Um, we were just talking about this the other day, actually. When I was pregnant with the twins, we were at the mall once, and Scott farted really loud and then blamed it on me. <laughs> Thanks very, for the story, publicly. honey. <laughs> <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> so I think yeah. just from that amount of humiliation, I don't think I'd want to smell like a fart on top of it. Hmm. Well, I think I need to give my rating. Did yeah, I not you do. Give it? You didn't oh. give it yet. You just kind of give it. So you seem to think it wasn't a big deal. I just went off on a tangent. Your farty rating. Um, <laughs> what is it? I would say probably like a twenty-five. And with that, we have a tie ball game. That was a seventy-seven point oh. five. Yep. Wow, I, I I love though Amy just is like as long as she doesn't have to doesn't have a great sense of smell she doesn't care how everybody else suffers around her. See, I'm living you, my best life. Who cares? I'm just gonna go ahead and and kind of look at this uh, sunny side up way and be like she just knows that that's how much I love her. That's right. That I that I would never I would never leave. She yeah, owns, that would she owns you. you, man. Right. Get over it. Uh huh. I figured out. John, All right, so tie break. Okay, here it is, and John has uh, taken it upon himself to pull the final card. This one is uh, one <laughs> for the books here. Um, this is back to you, Amy. Yeah, it'd be Amy. Yeah. Right. Amy, here you go. Tiebreaker. Your hand is super glued to your face. <laughs> oh boy, I feel like I've almost done this in the past. Um. Uh, so, like, it would happen, but I could undo it, right? Like, this wouldn't be for the rest of my life. It doesn't, it doesn't say for the rest, for the rest of your life, life. But my assumption is that it's going to be for a long time, and then you got to think about it. Um, you know, you got to figure out when you're going to rip, and then how much skin is going to rip off your face. I'm sure there's like solvents you can get to remove it, though. Yeah, that's right, but they all smell like farts. (laughs) And they're also at the store. And I'm, let's say, in Seattle or somewhere traveling. So you're by yourself Uh, with the kids, super glued. I'd go to the emergency room. What am I, an idiot? (laughs) How would you get there? Um, Let's see. I don't think it's that bad. 
Uh, How would you get the kids in their seats? It'd probably suck to get it removed. So I would rate it at like a 40. 40? Okay. 40. Mm -hmm. Okay. Faye, same question to you. Your hand is super Um, glued to your face. And have you done this before? I've never glued my hands to my face, but I've definitely glued my fingers to things or I have glued them together before. Mm Mm-hmm trying to glue things um so what do you think and about that? actually nail polish remover pretty much dissolves it there see okay. um so i'm gonna put it really low i mean it does suck because it's still kind of is in your skin and that maddening feeling of um you got something you on know, your fingers. Not, it kind of soaks into your skin you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um i want to put it like a Thirty. Okay. Ooh, a little lower. All right. Who do we have here, Scott? We do have a winner. We do. Who is the winner? Who? Would, Amy? What did you say? Forty. You win. It was fifty-one. Wow. All right. Fifty-one. What do I win? You win. <laughs> you win a date with John. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Put on your best smelling fart perfume. Hey, you lose. You get a prize too. You get a date with me. Okay. (laughs) We're all winners here. We are. Must not know the nail polish trick. So yeah, yeah. Or it's really hard to. Well, I think the thing is, is it's really hard to undo the nail polish bottle with one hand. Oh, nail polish. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could use your mouth. And your yeah. left, your left hand or right hand, depending on which one you glued. But that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for playing with us this week. This was fun. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. thanks for letting us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have you guys on. We'll we'll do some uh, some more fun stuff like this in the future. Maybe have you on with some guests or randomly call you up like like phone a friend type stuff. I think it'll be fun. Sounds good. Cool. I like it. All right. Well, thank you, guys. All right, ladies. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back in a minute. All right. Bye. back it was uh, a lot of fun having uh the girls on the show it was uh i like making that phone call it does remind me a little bit of um prank calls the crank calls that yeah, yeah. we used to do as kids and uh-huh. i i remember a great one it's a it's a <laughs> that happened when i when i was younger yeah and uh it's incredibly cruel uh-huh. but it worked perfectly okay okay and i don't think we even knew how it was going to work but now who did the prank call dusty did the prank oh call. nice okay so, just like how how you used to do it is before the days of even the call uh, caller ID, mm-hmm. right? We just dial a random, random number, just right? Straight out of your head, okay. doo, 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 right? Called up. It's the middle of the night. It's probably like three in the morning or something. Guy answers the phone, all bleary. Hello, Dusty says, "Hi, how you doing?" <laughs> and he says. Oh, you guys are here already? 
I'll, I'll be right there to pick you up. <laughs> and that was the end of it. So some poor guy got up in the middle of the night. Went to the airport or the bus station when they weren't there yet. I know. it's the... <laughs> We didn't expect that to work. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. We didn't know what was going to happen. We would always, uh, we'd always go to the phone book and find people with funny names and we'd prank them. Well, for instance? Uh, there used to be a guy in Toledo named Harry Pickle. So we always, we always just call him. Like, how would you make his life? Hell? He didn't often answer, but but we, when he did answer, we just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if Harry, I think he got it. If Harry Pickle was listening, that was us. Um, but that was that was mainly that was mainly it was it would always be name based that we would call. That was good. Then. We we did some too. We uh, but you know. We had younger voices back then, so mm-hmm. it was hard to pull it off. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was, and we'd always, like, start giggling before it even, you know, anybody would pick up. So, I don't know how many times we would dial, and we'd go through, like, two or three rings, and we'd have to hang up before we could compose ourselves to then try it again, so. See, we had, there was a guy across the street, uh, Ryan, he used to, he was the master at doing them, because he was fearless. Mm-hmm. He would do whatever, challenge people to fights. Wow. Get them all riled up on the phone, so like like Jerky Boys type guy. Yeah, but it was it was well before that. Yeah, yeah. But he had a deep enough voice to, or whatever, sounded a little bit menacing. Yeah, that could get you know rile these people up. Well, yeah. step outside your house right now, whoop your ass, you know the whole, <laughs> the whole thing, and uh, it was pretty good. I tried to order a gorilla birthday party for someone, and it uh, was going really well until they got to the point and they wanted a credit card for deposit. A gorilla. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> What, what would they do? They they bring the guy in the gorilla suit. Yeah, and they would come like. But I thought it'd be really funny to have them come out to somebody that what what didn't have a birthday. <laughs> just showed up at their house. Just show up at Harry Pickle's house. <laughs> yeah, with a gorilla costume on. Happy birthday! Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like I it. All kinds of awful ideas like that. But uh, I think my my pranking kind of went forward um, into more people that I knew. That I either you were a, a subject of my prank if I either really liked you or I really hated you. Okay. So when we worked together at PMT, there was this, there was a uh, there was this awful lady that worked there. Oh, okay. That was the secretary. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, she was one of the worst human beings I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And uh, she was really into Furbies, uh, like a lot, and. It takes a lot for me to not like somebody a lot. Like, I generally give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they really screw me over. This lady would go to bat to get me pay decreases. (laughs) So, anyways, she loved Furbies and she had like all these Furbies. Like, and but this was like when the Furby craze was at its pinnacle. And nobody, are you sure? I don't think it was a Furby though. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was totally a Furby. What isn't a Furby like a chirpy thing? Does it chirp? Yeah, like the little eye things almost. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she wanted like all these Furbies, but she only had one or whatever. So uh, everybody wanted Furbies. So I took out an ad in the Blade with her name and number saying that she... $6.13 you took out of that. You (laughs) spent your hard-earned money. (laughs) But saying that uh, that this lady Jackie had like uh, Furbies for sale. Um, And then I put her number in the paper <laughs> you never told me about this <laughs> yeah. so, and i remember going in there and she would be so pissed because she would keep getting uh she would be like and last night 
I got like 15 phone calls from people calling me, telling me that I had Furbies and I don't have Furbies for sale. I want to buy Furbies, but these people keep calling me. <laughs> and it was the most satisfying thing of my like college experience how could you not have told how i don't you, know you kept this all to yourself too right i think i think this was before you came to work at pmt okay this was like maybe six to seven months before you came on and it kind of it was it was fun and it was really hysterical for like a week or two and then it kind of just faded into oblivion because as with most things at Perry's machine and tool there was always something crazier to come along uh to make it you know take its place so. that's true and the another thing that that woman did that bugged me. Yeah. Was she, do you remember how she used to wear a pin on her back? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like, why the hell did she do that? I don't know. It was so annoying. Yes. Yeah. So I, I kind of set this up by saying that I had, if you were part of my prank, then I either didn't like you, so that's the Jackie thing, or I really liked you a lot. So there was, when I worked at a place called, well, the next place that I worked, Yeah. Uh, there was a, a bunch of us engineer type guys that were doing design engineer work and we would love to kind of harass each other. So uh, we would work on these big projects for uh, automotive, uh, like tooling, right? Okay. So uh, my first two years there was working Monday through Friday, 12-hour days, and then Saturday would be like a six- or seven-hour day. So that's cool for like three months. After like a year and a half of that, you're like, I, you know, your, your, your eyes are twitching. Yeah, you're you like, burn out. you're just totally freaking burned out. Right. And there, but they, these projects would keep coming in. So I had this friend, Ron, and, uh, and he was really working hard on some of these PLC type machines. And, uh, I didn't know the project he was working on. I thought I knew, but I was working on my own project and I was like, oh, I'm just going to play prank and run. <clears throat> so what I had done is I'd take like in, in like windows, I don't know what windows this was, but in this version of windows, you could take a screenshot of the desktop okay. and then move the real desktop icons off of the screen. And you would have to right click and restore for them to come back on. So I took a picture of his desktop and I set it as a desktop and then I moved all of his icons off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good so he I, I had no idea right what was going on with him so i come in at my normal time which was like 6 a.m little known to myself ron had a huge project with the deadline and he had came in at 4 a.m <laughs> and when i walk into the com office so he, all i hear is like swearing for, for two years, he's like two. what is oh. going what the, i don't know what's going on with my computer and i'm like what do, you, what do you mean? He's like, I've been here since four. I've got a deadline. I got to get this thing done by noon. My computer won't freaking turn on. There, it's not on the server. It's just on my. I didn't. Let me guess. You there was no way you restored it in front of him and told him it was a joke. You you let him leave the room and you pretended <laughs> he to went to get it. some coffee and I fixed it. So I was the hero. <laughs> well, so when he came back, he said, "What the hell happened?" I'm what like, I just, I just, I said, I just shut it off and turned it back on and it worked. He's like, I did that like 15 times. <laughs> felt so awful i also i also like my 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 boss at the time we we had a pretty good working relationship my boss at the time there's a there's something you could do as like a time saver within within microsoft word (laughs) that if you type a certain word it'll auto correct that to something right so every time that it would type me like because this this guy that my boss would like he wasn't the best typer right Mm -hmm. at the time 
So he would look more at the keyboard than a screen. So he would get all the way through something, <laughs> which is why this was so funny. So I, I changed it to every time that he would type I, it would say, I'm a pedophile. And every time that he would write two, it would say like um, farts, right? Right. So he would type like this whole like email to whoever the customer, and then he would do his read and he would look through it and he was like, what, what, what is, what's going on with, like, like, did I really, am I, am I a pedophile? Like, am I subconsciously writing I'm a pedophile? You know? <laughs> so he would, he would keep going to like, and I, I did this to like five or six different words, right? So that way, if he found one, you know, and eventually after like, you know, doing a couple searches, like search engine searches back in the day, like this maybe lasted for like a day and a half before he got to the bottom of the prank. But wow. it was like, he finally, like he would watch it, how he he discovered it he would watch it and every he would type that word and it would change on screen he's like okay well what's going on so then he googled that and then he was like who changed my computer i also changed his m and his n on his keyboard since he was a pecker <laughs> so he would because <laughs> they're right next to each other these are like really evil <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I i enjoy pranking people i the, the one that i really did get in trouble though like all these i didn't get in trouble the one from ron was me just being a coward the other ones with brad i fessed up to and they were funny or whatever yeah but there was there's this guy named brian betke that i used to work with and uh, we would always prank brian right because he was always kind of like this nice seemingly um like genuine type guy yeah and um so i always found it enjoyable to prank him and brokeback mountain had just came out as the movie so i was pretty i've always been pretty good at photoshop okay so i photoshopped his face onto the 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 movie poster Heath as Heath Ledger, Ledger. Or, yeah. and I put Broke Pat Becky, which was his last name, and then I posted that in like the lunchroom or whatever. I actually got written up for like sexual harassment for that one. He thought it was Ooh. hysterical, and he actually took a copy of it to go home. But um, but yeah, the the HR person was not about that, so I got I want, yeah I got written up that was in my file there. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awful thing to have in your file. I know, right? But thankfully, I don't work there anymore. So that's, that's true. That's why you end up kind it'll, of trying to get your out. own companies. <laughs> and not because of that. You left on your own accord. I did left. Yeah, I didn't get fired because of that. I Yeah. That's good. It was many years later. But anyway, so yeah, I, I enjoy the pranks. But it's, it's apparently as as you go into different areas of your life, I would still love to prank people. But I at my current state, it's not really very uh, becoming. <laughs> so. Yeah, truly. truly. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back on the other side and we're going to talk all about reptoids. Are we really going to come back? On the, is this, or is this a, a crude prank of yours? Yeah, well, I have to wait and see. We'll find out. <laughs> And he was arrested and uh, taken to the police station. And in the police station, when he was being held down, the sergeant came over. Um, he said the sergeant shapeshifted in front of him, turned into a reptile. And we're back. So exciting. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Pranks on you. I know. I didn't think we were coming back, but we are. You stupid. 
Oh, wow. Where did that come from? I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to talk about Reptoids. Um, This is the one that I'm kind of most versed in. Yeah. Um, I will have the disclaimer that I believe 0% of this. I'm not an advocate. Come on, Johnny. Not even like one sliver? No. Okay. It's... uh, I tried. Yeah. It's it's an entertainment thing for me. Yeah. Uh, It's like Art Bell. Yeah. Coming... Like listening. I listened to Art Bell for years. Yeah. when I was in a band and coming home late from shows, he would always be on the radio and yeah. it, and then that turned into George Norrie. So listening to all these people that I don't think, um, I, that, that I, I don't agree with at all, what, but it's very entertaining. To me. What, what, what do you think attracted you to something like this specific thing? Because there's so many crazy conspiracy uh, theories. Well, not, not just that, but there's crazy topics on coast to coast. Yeah. Yeah. So what what drew you to this? Was it just that it was so bizarre, or had you just not never heard it? What, what drew yeah, I honestly never heard that this was like a thing. And then it was also bizarre to me that someone would believe it because you can talk to like 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 one of the things that they talk about on this show, on like George Norrie or, or uh, Art Bell back in the day were like remote viewing, right? Yeah, yeah, and then that, that's a thing that like I can understand why somebody might believe in. Well, that was a thing that was actually funded back in the day. Exactly, exactly. So you're talking about a government project. Yeah, uh, UFOs, like we. You know, you have you, whether, whether you believe aliens exist or whether they're just some sort of technology, we know that there's some sort of weird stuff flying around. We know that there are unidentified flying, flying objects. objects. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We don't know who's flying them, what's flying them, who made them. Or Any if of that they're stuff. just, if we're just seeing things incorrectly yeah. or whatever. But, it's but a there's phenomenon. some sort of like potential reality. There, there is some sort of reality that's. There's an explanation for it. Part of this, right? Yeah. Exactly. Reptoids. No, I don't think they're like I. I enjoyed watching V, like like the original series as well as the one that came back. They, I mean, they, they were fun to me. But like, I heard, uh, I think it was Doctor David Ike on the show, who was a member of. Uh, we're talking coast to coast. On uh, coast to coast, he was yeah. the guest, uh, and David Ike was a football player from the UK. Came over here, was part of the Green Party, um, worked on a lot of elections for Green Party candidates, okay. and then goes back to the UK and is part of, uh, I believe, the Labour Party. Um, he had like this kind of interview coming out talking about what he believed about reptoids and it kind of blew up and there became like the laughing stock and he's like <clears throat> still to this day continues to put forth this reptilian theory okay so there's a lot of different like aspects of this and i my interest in this from a comical viewpoint uh manifested in me writing a song called reptoids with my last band that kind of just deals with a little bit of the funny aspects of this or whatever but Kind of the idea is that like there is a hybrid uh, reptilian race that are shapeshifters. So like uh, a lot of times it's uh, Illuminati type people or people that are uh, assumed to be part of the Illuminati. Like so like the Bushes, Tony Blair. Um, yeah, it's mostly Republicans and English. Well, even uh, like like Clinton. I think Bill Clinton was a reptoid as well, supposedly shapeshifting. So, but that these these these. Um, Shapeshifting reptoids are like really aliens of some sort that came here. And they're running the They're planet. running the planet. They're yeah. the Illuminati. Yeah. And a lot of these people that believe in the reptilian conspiracy also believe that the Earth is hollow, that we don't have a core at the center of the Earth. Um, oddly enough, they believe the Earth is round. Uh, but they do believe that at the core, there's not a molten core of hot magma. That there's actually what uh, is there? <laughs> what's in there then? No, uh, Hot fudge. Nothing. It's like, like an inverse reality. So like it's basically like tangible 
uh, ocean and water. Initially, this was kind of like one of the theories uh, in a of Jules Verne. Okay. You know, you know, like I don't know if Jules Verne actually believed the journey to the center of the earth, but that was kind of like the idea of the book was like, what if the earth was hollow? These people that believe the reptilian conspiracy kind of look at this as like a, you know, like a holy text. Yeah, <laughs> the that's the Bible. Um, and then the real Bible then came later through this guy named uh, Olaf and Leif Jansen. So there's father-son fishermen from uh, Sweden. And they go out and as uh, and they basically kind of get lost, get turned around. They're off the coast of Norway in this like horrible storm. And the waters, like the Arctic water is very cold and it's coming into the boat. And next thing you know, like they're going down this waterfall and it's like they, they think they're going to die. Well, they get the bottom of this waterfall and suddenly like the ocean's peaceful and it's really, it's like 85 degrees and sunny. Right. And then they're greeted by these like eight feet tall people and they live amongst these people. Was Brandon Fraser with them? Yeah. Right. (laughs) They live amongst these people in the hollow earth for like uh, a year and a half or something like this. So Olaf decides that he wants to go back and I think he leaves his dad there. Okay. His dad wants to stay. Right. So his dad wants to stay. Yeah. So then Olaf takes the boat, these these hollow earth people, show them how to get back out of hollow earth. Yeah, go you got to go more. up the waterfall. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then uh, he goes out and um, it goes, it turns back to cold again. And he ends up finding this whaling ship and it waves them down. They take him on board. He tells them the story and then they tie him up to the mast because they say he's crazy. Yeah. Right. And they don't untie him until they get back to Sweden. Once they get back to Sweden, he goes to a mental institution, lives there for a new number of years. Uh, eventually, never talks about this again because he doesn't go back to mental institution. Moves to New York, New York or New Jersey um, for the last maybe 10 years of his life. He knows he's sick and is dying and maybe a couple months before. Yeah. Retells this whole story to his neighbor. His neighbor then transcribes this down. And the, the promise between Olaf and this guy was that he would not release or publish this book until after he was dead because he didn't want to have to deal with any of the ramifications. Okay. So this book gets published. It's called The Smoky God, and it kind of recounts his tale. So you can it's actually available for free on download online, PDF version, or you can actually buy some of the original first editions on eBay or whatever. But it kind of details the story. So they kind of look into this, and they say, okay, so this interior earth is actually where the reptiles live, and then all these military underground bunkers are actually like hyperloops that are under the ground and that these reptile creatures travel. So you can actually, it goes to like super supersonic speeds underground. And, and this, the fact that now hyperloop is being developed for, uh, public usage and commerce is like proof to them that this technology has existed for years, and yeah. that's kind of the underground tunnel system for the reptoids to connect with one another. So. But part of the the lore of it is that there is the hybrid. We've mm-hmm. in, intermingled our yeah, DNA we, together, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. And that there is super, super species of human, and uh, they're smarter than us, and they're more strong than us. And, and they've weaseled their way into the positions of power. Exactly. Exactly. And that they're shapeshifters as well. So it's like if you're, when you become, when you become, when your eyes are open to the fact that they exist, now you can actually see them. And there's like all these, uh, there's all these YouTube videos of like, like watch them transform, watch them transform in front of your eyes. And it's crazy because it's not even. 
There, I've seen these before. They're usually like glitches. Yeah. In the, <laughs> the video. Yeah, in the uh -huh. video, right? right? Yeah. That's bizarre. That's because they're reptoids and they cause the glitch to happen. Mm. I, I always hate that argument too. Um, about like if you if you had believed, then you'd see or yeah, you know yeah, you're you're blinded because of your 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 disbelief. But my, my favorite part of, I think Art, Mel, Art Bell and George Norrie do this masterfully, right? I don't for one second believe that George Norrie believes more than half of the people that are on his show. I believe that he probably believes like there's something going on and that maybe 20 to 25% of his guests are actually legit, right? Really? I, that's what I personally believe listening to him. <clears throat> but he comes off as making everyone feel like he's truly listening to them and he truly believes them, right? Yeah. So to me, it's that. like, like, that's how I kind of look at, like, I appreciate that because I think you get more out of the guest and, and I don't think it's a, I don't see George Norrie as somebody being deceitful because he's not going out on the back end, bad mouthing any of these people, but he's giving them, you know, their space to be able yeah. to talk with, without, and that's what I don't like now. It's like, you come on any show, you talk to anybody else and it's, 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 it's all argumentative. Like, like I'm looking to tell you that you're crazy because you believe in reptoids. Now I believe that anybody that believes that reptoids exist and that all this stuff's real. I believe that they, there is a, a bit of craziness to them. But at the same time, there's, I want to get, it, it's, it's interesting to try to get inside their head and see what makes it, them believe it. It, it is. But you know, the, the more that people are into things like this, I find that the more that they're disconnected yes. from people, they kind of mm -hmm. withdraw they, from they, themselves. They, or, or they withdraw from themselves, but they find their own like niche groups that believe the same things they do and then they become part of those groups now somebody that might be into like you know remote view viewing or ufos or any of this sort of thing um you know it could be somewhat harmless right but then you get to the point to where like last year we had what people were going to storm area 51 it's like look that's not going to end well for anybody it's yeah. a military base still and you're going to be shot so um whatever happened with that no they never stormed okay so. But, you know, there are some conspiracy theories that I believe can lead to you being somebody that would turn into a potential terrorist or enemy of the state. So it's there's there's the drawing of the line. What, there. what are you on about? What, what do you mean? Well, like, I think like, you know, like, let's say like uh, the 9-11 the conspiracy theory. Like if yeah. you if you're a hardcore subscriber to the that, then you believe that basically the U.S. government purposefully killed all of the people in on 9-11 at those towers right mm -hmm. so then if you want to be somebody that takes the power back from the government then you could put together some sort of scheme to be able to over try to overthrow the government right it's not going to end well for you right and, and that becomes a danger to you and other people right sure. whereas if you're into ufos the worst damage you could do is try to storm area 51 which means you're going to be shot right so you're only yeah. going to do damage to yourself and the other people that believe this thing that you believe right but so that that's kind of how I differentiate between conspiracy theories. I think some of the conspiracy theories can hurt you. Some can hurt you and other people. And I typically like to give less of a voice to the ones that could hurt you and other people. But if it's just something that could hurt you, I'm, I'm more in, yeah, into fine. exploring. It's a free world, right? Right, exactly. So makes sense. Yeah. So, but anyways, we're gonna we're gonna call it on this show, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Yep. Have a reptilian, reptoidy kind of day. That's right. Make sure to prank somebody. Gotta go now. Bye. Bye. There ain't no reptoid.